You're listening to episode 69 of Daughters on Fire with Robin Arab and Melissa Burton. In this week's episode, we're going to talk to you about the unanswered questions. And by that, we mean just this journey of confusion that you're on when you caregive for somebody with dementia. What does it feel like when you're asking them questions and they don't have the responses you're looking for? And what does it feel like just to be asking all of those around you for the answers that sometimes don't seem to come? So I want to have a little side note that I go on this very interesting rabbit hole that in and of itself is very confusing. So I hope you can follow along and if not, enjoy essentially the illustration of how complex and frustrating it can be when you find yourself with a lot of unanswered questions on your caregiving journey. Are you stressed, burned out, and looking for answers as you care for an aging parent? If you are, this podcast is for you. Here you will receive actionable advice from seasoned professionals, validation and compassion for the incredibly tough job you are doing, and most importantly, supportive love from a community of like-minded warriors. You're not alone. Join this powerful community as we support you on your complicated journey and help you transform into an empowered and calmer caregiver. All right, welcome back. It's Robin and Melissa, and we're here for another information-packed episode of Daughters on Fire. (laughs) Right, Robin? Absolutely. That's all we have. Yes. Information to share. (laughs) So uh, Robin and I were in a support group the other day. with family members and in this case the story I'm going to tell you is about a a spouse and she was sharing her experience with her husband and she's not with him during the day and she was trying to get information from him concerning just how the day went and she said and it was so profound and I wanted us to explore it Robin she said that she was asking all these questions and there were no answers And that to me, I think it struck Robin and I very kind of profoundly, but for two different reasons. (laughs) For me, it was like, oh my gosh, this journey is asking all sorts of questions and not getting any real clear answers. You know, there are suggestions and there's insights and, and there's all that. But on your personal journey, I think it just, it feels overwhelmingly like you have so many questions and there are so few answers. And of course, Robin, I think you saw it as very specific to the literally you're working with this person who has dementia and you want the answers and they have no answers to give. You're asking all these questions. So Robin, you tell me, um, you jump in and let us know what, what you thought about that statement. Well, you know, we often forget, we forget that they don't remember. Mm-hmm. And so in a very typical conversation, if Melissa was telling me a story, I would be saying, now, where did this take place? What time was it? What did you have to eat? Matter of fact, uh, Melissa was telling me about some things yesterday. And, and these were the questions. And of course, Melissa was answering and, and it's what I wanted to hear. It's how we gather information. Right. Yeah. So um, I believe that th- this gentleman lost his key. And so we are all, as a support group, we're all thinking, 
well, where, where did he go? Did you check this? And we started doing that. And the sweet lady just sort of shook her head and, and, and she said very plainly, there's just no answers to the questions because he couldn't remember. And it wasn't that he was sidestepping or he was upset about it to him. The key was gone. That was it. He couldn't remember where he walked. He couldn't remember if it fell out of his pocket or if he even took it in the first place. So it's all that frustration that builds up about, we want it to be normal. We want it to be a conversation. And that's just one more loss that we suffer because it's not a conversation. It is one-sided. It is back to, I, I often refer to being the detective that we have to pick and choose and figure out for ourselves what's going on when they're home by themselves and you leave them a sandwich. Did they eat the sandwich? Well, you ask, they say yes, because that's what they think is the appropriate answer. You might walk into the kitchen, the sandwich is still sitting there Mm -hmm. or the sandwich may be gone. So is it in the trash can? Did they eat it? It's all those type things that you don't have answers to Mm -hmm. that you're used to just using on a daily basis. So it's a loss. It's a frustration of you don't have the answers. Yeah. I I think about the sandwich in the case of my husband, if we have a dog, he will have fed it to the dog. (laughs) (laughs) Like the kids with the vegetables pushing them off the table. Be like, well, the dog is sitting here and looks so hungry. I'm going to give the dog the sandwich too. But, but yeah, it's, It's the loss of that normal human interaction that becomes so frustrating and you need answers because a lot of times, um, and this happens a lot, I think the height of the frustration happens when they're right at that tipping point of independence. So they've been independent. You, one, you've probably if it's a spouse, or even if it's a child, you've had decades with this person being independent. So to shift that mindset to they're not, um, it's hard, and it, it comes a little unexpectedly. And so when you're at that precipice, oh, man, not to have the answers to the questions, it's like, well, if, if I had the answers, I could trust you to be alone a little bit longer. But I, I don't. So do I need to take all of your independence away from you or do I need to trust that it's going to be okay until it's not and there's a crisis and then we intervene? It's this, this really, this unknowing. And in some cases in life, unknowing can be like, okay, just, you know, let it go. Sing the song, let it go. (laughs) When it comes to dementia, it's that it's the silent, invisible, dread and stress about what are you not seeing and I think that is the perfect answer the solution or, or the conversation that that you're giving because not only do we not have the answers but it is that dread of okay it was working now it's not mm-hmm. now I have to shift and I think this lady even said what we're doing isn't working and I'm going to have to step forward. And I think as in probably with any disease process, you get yourself to a spot that feels sort of comfortable. It's working. You've done everything you can do for that spot that might last a year, could last months, could that weeks or days, but then you have that false sense of Mm -hmm. security Mm -hmm. and then it jumps off 
and here we go into the next step. So not only is it sad that they can't answer the questions, it's sad that you know you're going to have to go through that crisis mode or the new ideas and readjust. And does that mean that you bring in caregivers? Does it mean that you go to a facility? Does it mean that you retire and stay home? Mm-hmm. It's all those questions that, again, there are no answers. And with, as we say, when you've seen one family, you've seen one family and you've got to figure out what works for you. Do you know the term gaslighting, Robin? Yes, I do. Okay. I know I, I, I probably should pull up the exact definition, but it's essentially where the person Um, and this is not a dementia person, but it could apply. I feel like this is apropos to the situation. The person just functions and this completely, in in most cases with gaslighting, narcissistic, selfish way, and they do things to undermine a situation. They, They may lie, they may manipulate, whatever. They're doing all these things. And then when you call them out, they accuse you you know, you're the bad guy, you're the crazy one, you're the one that's, that's um, paranoid, or you're, you know, shame on you for even thinking this. <laughs> and and so I think that's dementia, a lot of times where you're, you're like, okay, I'm the sane one, right? I'm the one who has it all figured out, right? But how is it that when I'm talking to them, it seems like they think I'm the one who who is like unhinged or, or confused. I'll tell you an example of this is a, a, a personal situation where um, anyway, I was interacting with somebody that I thought maybe in the beginning stages of dementia and we had had a, a conversation and they came back and asked me about how, anyway, asked me about something that I, I was like, sure. Of, oh my gosh this is a sign. This is it. You know, what's ahead, this person, this is proof. This goes in the proof category. And I text back, it was a text. I text back. I said, didn't we talk about this already today? And Robin, they corrected me and they were right. I was wrong. (laughs) I had had that, that busy and stressful of a weekend that I'd gotten things out of kilter. And I'm like, Oh gosh. Oh my gosh, that's, that's this disease. You know, when you think you need to be attuned and you think, oh, it's them. And then it's like, is it you? And then you're like, I just was trying to see what, what I wanted to see, what I was afraid of seeing. And I, and I thought I saw it, but really I was the one stressed out and I didn't see it. But sure enough, (laughs) with the disease process, you let your guard and you'd be like, see, I knew I was wrong. This isn't happening. And then boom, you get caught off again. I think it's like, you never know you're on shifting ground. You're constantly on shifting ground. Uh, And I'm laughing because I hope you all follow that. Everything that she just said. (laughs) Which is, isn't that funny? Like if you're even, if you're even following along with my thought process, that's the disease process. But you're right. And, and I do think it. And the key thing that I picked up on all of that was you had a long, tired weekend. Mm-hmm. So now you take a caregiver who has been caregiving for quite some time, who may have a job, may come home, may do, be doing everything, and their loved one is playing that game that they're teetering, and you're thinking, did I do that? Was that me? So in with everything else that's going on, you're doubting yourself. Yes, yes. You're doubting them. You're doubting yourself. You have right. 
and you have no answers, right? Kind of going back to what we were saying is that you have no clear understanding of, <clears throat> of, what's, of what's going on. Well, even to throw that in there one step further. So we all know that a lot of times in early dementia, they, we take our loved one to the doctor and they sit down with the doctor and they're perfectly normal. They sound fabulous. Of course, that's probably a 10, 15 minute at the most window. And then I have families come back to me and say, well, you know, maybe that wasn't the right diagnosis. Maybe it was this. So not only now are you doubting your loved one, yourself, you're doubting your doctor, you're doubting the, the disease, the diagnosis. It is just one huge combination of everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. And um, you're worried that the doctor is doubting you. Right. Somehow you're being <laughs> judged by the doctor. Even the pros get confused about what they are seeing when they aren't living with it, when they're seeing it for small pockets of time. Right. And I think, remember, we've talked about this before, is that if a loved one is coming and talking to us, for instance, about this is what's going on, what do you think my next steps are? What we're hearing is tainted also with their emotion. So there are times that families will come to me and say, this, 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 this is going on. And then I meet the person and I think, oh, no, no, this person really needs extra help. And I think often we, we want to err on the, the, as a loved one, as a caregiver, err on the side that things are still okay. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily true. So it is all of that. There is, there's just no answers to the questions and you just mm-hmm. have to muddle along. I, I picture when I say muddle along, I picture a dog doing the doggy mm-hmm. paddle, you know, in a pool mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. okay, here we go. Now we got a little rest here we go again, that type situation. And I think the best way to really process through the confusion is just with people who have been there, like support groups and stuff, just to talk it out, maybe not to get the answers, but to get ideas and ways to think about it and other people's experiences to put it in perspective so that you don't feel so alone. Well, and I think that's, that's a really good wrap up because there are no answers to the questions. So the only thing that you can do is surround yourself with knowledge and to talk it out with other people that if you have tried this and it isn't working, how about this? So it is reaching out and talking to other people and, and getting their ideas because your loved one can't give you the answer. Nobody can give you the answer. Even your support group can't give you the answer, but they can listen and give you tips or your counselor, or anybody that you're working with, family members, can help out. Now, again, that gets into boundaries, and you have to weed it out, take the good with the bad, and and see what works for you. Yeah, what you're describing is that, and I love how you said knowledge, not answers, you know, surround yourself with knowledge, is that you put in place kind of an array of information so that you can, you're not just going to one source, you know, you kind of have your checks and balances in place and, and, and your supportive voices in place for you that are a wide variety of people. So that final answer is what we always say, build your team, yeah, build your team, build your support <laughs> around you. And, and yeah, and you can get through these confusing, confusing times. And this confusing podcast. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's okay if you want to rewind and listen to Melissa's story till you can get the whole point. <laughs> the point is that if you felt confused after listening to that, that's how caregivers feel. <laughs> And how I felt in that moment. So anyway, we're so glad to be a part of this journey with all of you out there. And please join us again next time for our podcast in two weeks. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and ask that you subscribe to this podcast. If you find this podcast helpful, please leave a review so we can reach more women like you. You are not alone on your journey and the Fire Tribe is here to support you. Check us out at DaughtersOnFire.com and our Facebook group for more support and resources. Until next time, remember, you are the fire that fuels the engine of life.